paid a hundred dollars for it. On the frontier, a man's life was worth a whole lot less than that. Conchita set down her glass of tequila, bade Flintlock to drink up, then waved a hand in front of her face. I'm so hot, she said. The lashes of her good eye fluttered and she smiled. You'll have to help me out of my corset tonight. What is your name? Flintlock. But you can call me Sam. Sam. It's such a beautiful name, Conchita said. Yeah, I'm right partial to it my own self. How does that there corset work? It laces up the back, see? Oh, yeah, I see it. I'll have that off on you in a trice, little lady. Bed boy, Conchita said, smiling. We'll have fun, huh? Flintlock drained his glass. Depend on it. Then a man's voice, loud, commanding, and belligerent. There's a woman in this here cantina cheating on me, he said. I won't mention any names, but she don't get up and come over here quick. I'll take my fist and close her other eye. Conchita's anger flared. She jumped to her feet, flipped her eye patch onto her forehead, and placed her little fists on her hips. Alphonse Plume. You don't own me, she said. I can entertain any gentleman I want. Flintlock saw that Conchita's eye under the patch was every bit as healthy as the other. But that didn't bother him much. Women wore some strange fashions, but the name Alphonse Plume did. He was a top-name hired gun and a man to be reckoned with. Plume rose to his feet, grinning. Even in the broad cloth and frilled shirt finery of the frontier gambler-slash-gunman, He looked half man, half gorilla. He was a foot taller than Flintlock and at least fifty pounds heavier. Plume had mean eyes, and the talk was he'd killed eight men in gunfights. Looking at him and the two ivory-handled colts on his hips, Flintlock had no reason to doubt that figure. The man next to him was also in broadcloth, not quite as brawny as Plume, but he looked just as mean. Plume crossed the floor, grabbed Conchita by the arm, and said, Get to your room and wait for me there. I will not, the girl said, her generous breasts heaving. I don't need to do anything you tell me. You always have when I've been paying you, Plume said. He had big teeth, yellowish-white like walrus ivory. Now do as you're told. I will not, Conchita said, breaking free of his hand. His grip left red welts on her arm. You don't own me. Yeah, Plume said. You told me that already. He grabbed the girl again and cocked his fist. You want to wear two eye patches? Flintlock got to his feet. His colt was shoved into his waistband, his usual mode of carry. Let the girl be, he said. She wants nothing to do with you, at least for today. Plume was surprised. He looked Flintlock over from the crown of his battered hat, his sweat-stained buckskin shirt, shabby pants, and scuffed boots. His gaze lingered on the colt for just a moment. Then he said, What the hell are you? Nobody. A peace-loving man is what I am. Flintlock's the name. And I always say Flintlock by name, Flintlock by nature. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Plume said. I have no idea, Flintlock said. He reached into his pants pocket and palmed a silver dollar. Plume pushed the girl away from him, and she fell heavily against a table. 
I want no trouble, Carlos said. I run a respectable establishment here. You run a damn brothel, Plume said, so shut your trap. He glared at Flintlock. Some men need cut down to size, mister, and you're one of them. Like the man said, I want no shooting scrape, Flintlock said. Maybe so, Plume said, but you got one. You're hunting trouble, Flintlock said. No kidding, Plume said. But you're not going to give me much trouble, Saddle Tramp. It's just been a while since I killed a man, and I'm overdue. He nodded to Conchita. And I enjoy a woman after I kill somebody, so you see how it is with me. I see how it is with you. But I'm not buying into it, Flintlock said. He flipped the dollar at Plume. The gunman reacted for just a split second.